Yo, today's QOD is, I want to give all my love while I'm here. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got Lisa Nichols on the show for your Motivation Monday, and you are going to love this clip. Here's Lisa. So I look at my life now, and I have the pleasure of having a wildly financially successful life, but it looks nothing like it looked in 1997. 1997, my middle name was Lisa NSF Check Nichols. I always had, I had so many NSF checks, I couldn't pay attention. I was so broke. I couldn't do anything. I, I couldn't feed my son. I, I was so broken. And finally, I decided, wait a minute, I cannot live this life. Have you ever been to a place where you knew this is not who I know myself to be? This is not who I am. This is incongruent. This life is incongruent with who I know myself. Have anybody been there? Yes, yes. 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 And I, I, I look up and I said, wait a minute. This is not my destiny. And I realized no one was going to rescue me. That I had to rescue myself. Yes, yes. yes, yes. That I am my own rescue. I was on the Steve Harvey show about five or six times, and one of the times, the first time actually, he said, where did you come from? What did you do? And I told him about the story of not having any money and, and, and being broke and broken. And I got to tell you, it's easier to be broke than it is to be broken. Yes, yes. See, broke, I just got to figure out how to make some money. Being broken, I got to figure out how to get in, in my spirit to want to get out of bed to go do something. Yes, yes. yes. And as I'm broken, broken, I, I then had, I thought I was on rock bottom. I don't know if any of you have been there where you thought you were at rock bottom and then something happened and you went down a couple of more notches like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't rock bottom yet. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, oh, that's rock bottom. Well, that happened to me in 1997 when I thought I was on rock bottom and then I got this phone call. And, and this may not, you may not relate to this just like this story, but you'll have your own story. Is that okay? Like, I'm just going to tell you my story, and we find our humanity in it. It was just a story of, of constant hiccup after hiccup after hiccup after letdown after letdown after poor decision. It was one of those. Can you find yours? Yes, yes. I'm going to share with you mine. I get a phone call, and I just had my son... And I, I, being born and raised in L.A., uh, there's gangs everywhere. And I made a decision as a kid. I don't know why. I just made a decision as a kid. That's not my path. I don't want to do, have anything to do with it. So I didn't have a lot of friends to play with after a while because everyone was going down that path, and I just refused to go down that path. And when my girlfriend started dating the local neighborhood boys, I thought, I'm not doing that because one day they're going to do something wrong and they're going to go to jail and then you're going to be locked, uh, tied to a man in jail. That's not my path. Every day I'm watching the Brady Bunch. I don't know if y'all heard about the Brady Bunch, but the Brady Bunch had a happy life. 
and I will watch the Brady Bunch. I'm going to have the Brady Bunch life. They walk upstairs. You guys know they walk upstairs. You never knew where they went. I'm like, I don't know where they're going. But I'm, my son's so tired of me having two-story houses because I always have luggage. He's like, Mom, can you stop with the two-story? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's the Brady Bunch thing. <laughs> and so I, I knew early on that I wasn't going to have that path that my neighborhood had. I just made a decision. And I definitely didn't want to be tied to a man that would end up in prison. Not my destiny, not on my watch. So when I fell in love at 26, you know, young love, fell in love at 26, and he was amazing, he's brilliant, he was a teacher, and I ended up getting pregnant unexpectedly, had my son, Jelani. I get a call, the call, like that call, like the one you never want call. For me, it was the, the call of all calls. It just took my life, Hey, Lisa, I'm in jail. You're what? We're 28 years old, dude. Are you kidding me? You had a job. What are you doing? None of it mattered. There's always a reason. No one's ever guilty, really. And this journey. Now I have an African-American male child in South Central Los Angeles whose father is in prison. Statistics say he has a 66% chance of duplicating his father's behavior. Well, everybody else's kid don't have this lady as a mama. <laughs> not, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I don't care about statistics. They don't know me. I, I then begin to look and say, how can I reinvent myself? How can I reinvent myself? I was willing to evict any part of Lisa that would hold her back to any form of who she was. I was willing. I was willing to confront any behavior, procrastination, the blame game, the fear game, codependency, anything that would keep me where I was. I was willing to confront it and evict it. And I was willing to also love some people from a distance. I was willing. See, I'm not sure about you. But see, I was in it to transform my life. I needed a life like oxygen. I needed to live my dreams like you need water every day. I don't know about you. I don't know what drives you here. I don't know what will keep you here. I don't know what have you take action. But I knew I didn't want to get to the end of my life and saying I didn't give Lisa a chance. Hmm. Because see, I know your greatest fear is not that you're going to die. Your greatest fear is that you will die before the world feels your fingerprint. Come on, y'all. Somebody need to say yes, yes. Y'all yeah. so caught up like, yes, yes. <laughs> That's your greatest fear is that the world won't see you before you leave this place. And then you don't know what your dash meant, the dash between your birthday and your transition day. What did it mean? I'm making mine mean something. I don't plan to have any energy left when I leave this place. I want to be so tired. I can't wait to rest for eternity. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm like, oh, finally I get to lay down. I'm not trying to take any of my brilliance with me. I'm not trying to take any of my courage with me. I'm not trying to take any of my, my thoughts with me, any of my love with me. I want to give all my love while I'm here. I'm not going to hold it back because the last ding dong didn't know how to treat me. Oh, no. I'm not going to make my next pay for my ex. Oh, no. 
Yeah, that's for some of y'all. I'm not going to make my future pay for my past. I don't want to leave with anything in me. And I just stopped by to see if a few folk wanted to do the same. Yes, yes. I just stopped by to see if I can stir your soul. I, I didn't come here to keep you comfortable. Oh, no. I came here to disrupt every form of mediocrity in you. <laughs> Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? No one wants to be alone. I didn't want to be alone when I was in the valley, and I damn sure don't want to be alone when I'm on the mountaintop. And I'm just here to call you to the thing that you want to be called for. See, we, we often need someone to love us enough to get in our face and say, you are brilliant, live like it. You're amazing, live like it. You're courageous, love like it. You can forgive the unforgivable when you want to, and you can love the unlovable when you choose to. You are brilliant, unique, unrepeatable miracles in this room. And there's a calling on your life. And you don't get to shake it because you're scared. You don't get to shake it because you don't have all the details. You don't get to shake it because no one supports you. You don't get to shake the calling on your life. See, the price you paid for that ticket, that was the least price. This seat here ain't free in this room. You are the chosen few in this room. Because to whom much is given, what? Much is required. Much is required. And you are the perfect person for this assignment. You're the perfect person with all of your idiosyncrasies, with all of your OCD-ness, with all of your that. You're the perfect person for this assignment. The universe is just waiting on you to say yes, yes. You said the first yes. You said that first yes, but you ain't said that second yes yet. You're trying to have it not cost you something. Your conviction is going to be inconveniencing. <laughs> See, you're trying to keep your convictions inside of your convenience. It ain't happening. See, their conviction can never be convenient because then it's just a choice. What makes it a conviction is when it costs you something and you're willing to pay the price. Yes, yes. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all frozen. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just sharing what I had to do. And I haven't arrived anywhere, you guys. I'm still on a journey. But I've made it through some phases of this journey. And my friend asked me to stop by and share with you. Is this what you wanted me to share with them? Okay. Amen. Amen. I never have notes, so I don't know what. And they, I think they would love for me to have a PowerPoint. I would get so confused. First of all, am I going to push that button? <laughs> or are they going to push the button? And so I just wondered, are you willing? That was Lisa Nichols. Her website is motivatingthemasses.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Step Into Your Purpose by Lisa Nichols. I will see you tomorrow with Jim Rohn. I'm out. Have a great day. Peace. Peace.